another fabulous disaster. And the home of the brave. to the seventh episode of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. I thank you so very much for joining us once again. And uh, of course, my co-host thanks you as well. DJ Jimmy Jam James, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Rhino Max, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You know what? I'm so eager to introduce myself because I'm such a wild narcissist. Why don't we just go to the starting lineup? And tonight's starting lineup in goal, I am the American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey. And my illustrious co-host is... And on defense, number four, I'm James Sejazy. Fantastic. And uh, this week, you will not be hearing from uh, our frequent contributor, Mike Margiata. We're giving him the, the week off this week. <laughs> And uh, yeah, a number of weeks going forward, I assume, although we are very happy to have had him on the last three podcasts. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. I second that. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Um, I'm fighting off a little bit of a cold. I feel like I've been sick uh, off and on for basically since New Year's and it's unfortunate. But what are you going to do? A lot of people are sick this time of year. Yeah, this weather isn't helping either, where one day it's 60 degrees, the next day it's snowing, so yeah, so uh, I feel you with that. If my voice is a little rough at points during the podcast, you will know why. All right, but you are a pro, so you're sounding good, so keep it up. Yeah, why don't you tell us what's on deck for tonight, James? We'll be happy to. All right, leading off, happy birthday to Megan and a happy belated birthday to Mr. Bobby Orr. Gary's lovely younger sister Megan is not a big hockey fan, but a very happy birthday to her nonetheless. As for Mr. Orr, one of the all-time greatest NHLers ever, he turned 68 on March 20th and will briefly go over his illustrious resume. From there, we'll jump on the bandwagon. This is a new segment to hit the deck, cooked up by our own beloved American rhino, Gary Mack. Gary and I will talk about what everybody else is talking about, but with our HTD point of view. Good Friday, March 25th, 2016, also marks the premiere of the highly anticipated Batman v Superman movie. And Gary and I will do our best two-face impressions by adding our two cents on our favorite DC superhero, the Batman. And finally, at the movies, the bad. Another excellent assist goes to the American Rhino Mac on this segue. From the caped crusader and boy wonder dropping the puck, or dropping the ball as it were on film, to what Gary and I think are Hollywood's other feeble attempts at hockey movies. And that is what's on deck. Thank you, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. So let's get this right out of the way, right at the top. As you said, my sister Megan is celebrating a birthday as we record today. Happy 32nd birthday, sissy. She is not a hockey fan, but she is my sister, so I'm saying happy birthday to her anyway. I, and I second that, too. So uh, anybody related to Mr. Gary Mack is uh, worth rooting for and uh, being kind to. So I uh, hope she has a very happy birthday 
as we're recording this method, uh, this podcast, I should say. All right, thank you. And uh, somebody who does have a little something to do with hockey, as you mentioned, Bobby Orr, also celebrated a birthday this week. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, last week was a real busy one in the NHL world, and it capped off with uh, the real number four, as I like to uh, refer to Bobby Orr. My apologies for being a quote-unquote defenseman and wearing that illustrious number. So, again, I, I'm sorry. But um, anyway, way, way, way back when, when I went to Severian High School, in Brooklyn, a religion slash theology teacher named Brother Joe Mussa taught the coolest lesson of all time. Brother Joe, who also happened to be a key member of Severian's ice hockey coaching staff, devoted an entire class section to watching Bobby Orr highlights. I believe he was from Boston, Brother Joe. Okay. And uh, yeah, a huge Bruins fan, and Bobby Orr happened to be his favorite player. So from that point on, just March 20th was ingrained in, in my brain as a day to celebrate. You know what? I had a art teacher that showed us Simpsons cartoons, and I had a psych teacher that played Pink Floyd while we took tests. But I never had a teacher that showed us hockey during class. That's pretty awesome. Wow, that, I, that, Pink that is that is really cool playing Pink Floyd during a test. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah, like I mean, the uh, wall, especially. There's a lot of psychological nonsense going on there. So he uh, he was a big fan, and I guess he thought it would put us in the mood. Wow, man! All right, uh, hey, thinking outside the box is a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, again, this was way, way, way back when, over well, 20 years ago, when uh, I was in high school, and um, Brother Joe even had to lug a huge TV with a VCR. If anybody knows what that is anymore, on um, this big clumsy rack. <laughs> from class to class and he even end, handed out candy oh, nice. uh, so yeah that was a pretty pretty cool lesson that day <laughs> but uh as for mr Orr, i mean the man revolutionized the defensive position and the sport of hockey itself he only had a brief career it was only 12 years uh, 12 seasons seasons i should say he had to retire early because of back problems you know what 12 years is a pretty good run yeah, absolutely. Especially here in New York, a another sniper who had to retire pretty early by the name of Mike Bossy really puts in perspective just how incredible these players were. But uh, in, in Bobby Orr's brief, yeah, you know, 12 years, sure, nothing to sneeze at. But considering he won eight straight Norris trophies, that is the top defenseman trophy of the uh, in the league every year. And then he won three straight Hart trophies, which is the league's MVP along with two Art Ross trophies, which he is the only defenseman ever to lead the league in scoring twice. Wow. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. Uh, another interesting stat that he is the only one to hold this, as a matter of fact, is he led the league in plus-minus six times, and I don't even know if anybody's come close to that. I mean, being that far up plus as a defenseman is is really remarkable well i guess if you're you know you're getting scoring titles you're yeah pretty good in the plus column i think so and uh finally two-time stanley cup champion and i think everybody knows the famous picture of uh, or footage of mr Orr flying through the air ha as he scored the 1970 stanley cup winning goal they have a statue of that in boston don't they they do indeed, and um, I think it's probably one of the coolest statues ever, yeah. so <laughs> pretty amazing. That is a pretty stacked resume for Mr. Orr there. Much agreed. So uh, anyway, I hope you had a happy birthday, and uh, just if anybody out there is listening who is a Bobby Orr fan, um, we admiration of that great player. And again, I apologize as I, I am a quote-unquote defenseman, but um, you know, would never insult the man as uh, saying that, but 
I try. You and, know what, and, James? Anybody <laughs> who has the pleasure of having you on defense on their team would beg to differ. Trust me. Uh, that's very kind of you. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to insult the man, but uh, it should. It's trying to be in, in homage of him as well. But uh, anyway, thank you, Mr. Orr, for all that you have done. And uh, yeah, he's only 68 too, so not exactly an old man as uh, far as I'm concerned. So. No, in 2016, 68, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. So that is that. So, uh, yeah, if anybody else out there wants to chime in, uh, any memories that you have of Bobby Orr, uh, if you're an older uh, fan or uh, second generation there thereabouts, kind of like we are since we didn't have a chance to see him play live. But, uh, you know, definitely give us an email or whatever at hitthedeck at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Very nice. So uh, moving on. James, yes, sir. Uh, we are jumping on the bandwagon, as you said in the On Deck segment, and I have a very important question for you. And what would that be? Do you bleed? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, actually, I've seen you slide across the concrete to, to block a shot, so yeah, I know you do, in fact, bleed. Yeah, very well done. <laughs> Listen, I... I like we said, the uh, at, at the recording of this podcast, uh, Batman v Superman is coming out. So as of the recording of this podcast, there have been some reviews trickling out about the movie. I've heard both good and bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to go see it this weekend, it being Easter and all. But yeah, um, well, it releases as this podcast releases on Friday. Uh, it it opens today. So yeah, it. it as you said, Easter weekend, and it is highly anticipated. So even if you did have an opportunity to, you might not be able to get a ticket. But yeah, so um, as you said, good and bad reviews. It's based, I believe, in large part on the classic Frank Miller graphic novel, The Dark Knight Returns, where Batman is basically a cranky old man and decides that the world has gone soft and gotten kind of lawless and needs Batman again. So he decides to come out of retirement and he has to bludgeon everybody in his path into submission, including Superman. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. They basically gave away the movie in the trailer. So that's a little disappointing that there probably won't be that many surprises, but I will still watch it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And uh, just anybody out there listening, Carrie didn't mean to scare you or, or whatever. That's what the reference was for Do You Bleed? In case somebody out there hasn't seen the trailer or something, that was an excellent rendition of uh, Mr. Batman uh, by Mr. Gary Max Part. So. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'd say it's excellent. But, yeah, that, that's uh, in the trailer. Uh, Batman asks Superman if he bleeds. Over we are talking about, yeah. For some we, reason. We, we, Right. We are talking about Ben Affleck, so um, uh, I, I, I think you're a much better actor than he, but that's my personal opinion. But He's a uh, lot wealthier than I am, so it evens yeah, out. I don't know if he deserves that, but whatever. Anyway, yes, you may have figured out out there that uh, Gary and I are also huge Batman fans, and unintentionally we sprinkle that fact in our Hit the Deck podcasts now and again. So we'll officially go into the connections between the Dark Knight and hockey in this podcast. So uh, definitely hang in there with that. Yeah, so um, in Batman's various incarnations through uh, comic books, TV, movies, it's I think it's grown to be more of a more recent thing but definitely it's going to take center stage in this movie is the way batman kind of attires himself the bat suit it's gone from being like spandex to being basically really high-tech body armor 
And uh, as a goalie, I appreciate that kind of protection. I think uh, Batman would probably make for a pretty good goalie because it's it looks lightweight. I would imagine it has to be lightweight for him to be able to be that agile and fight all those bad guys and what have you and jump from rooftops and swing on grapples and etc. But uh, it, it also has great protection. So I think speaking as a goalie to have that kind of agility would help me stop the puck a little easier. Although you lose space like square inches of space just blocking the puck because you don't have that kind of uh you know the the pads taking up extra space on either side of your leg and you're you're a little bulkier which takes up more space in the net so i guess it's a trade-off but uh you know what i, I come to think of it batman probably has better things to do than play goalie anyway <laughs> So, uh, well, it's natural. I mean, if he's going to save Gotham City in the world, you might as well save a few shots with your buddies, you know, and get in goal there. Batman, come on. I do actually have a Batman logo, the specifically the Batman Beyond logo on my mask. So I, I guess I have a little bit of Batman in me as a goalie. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, one of the coolest masks ever out there. Uh, when you get a chance, if you, if you don't mind putting it up on our Instagram account, too, I'm sure people mm-hmm. would like to check it out. Who are you? I'm the American Rhino. <laughs> Doesn't quite roll off the tongue the same way as Michael Keaton said it, but yeah. I scared the pants off of me. Uh, I don't know about anybody else out there, but I need to take a time out right now. Although there is a more direct connection between Batman and hockey, and it's not the proudest moment of the franchise, <laughs> but uh, anybody who has any real history with the Batman movies, I'm not talking about the Nolan verse. I'm talking about the Batman movies from the, the 90s. Right. Anyone who has any experience uh, with that knows where we're going with this. I'll give you yeah. a hint. The Iceman cometh. <laughs> That's right. We are talking about Batman and Robin, specifically the scene where, for no apparent reason, they're in a museum uh, that gets completely iced over and they pop hockey skates out of their boots and have a hockey game, basically an impromptu hockey game with Mr. Freeze's goons. Which, um, I did see the movie when it came out. This was way back in 1997. As did I. Yeah, um, so I don't think I've seen it since. But if memory serves, they just somehow had hockey sticks too, right? I remember the the skates coming out from the boots, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't seen it either, honestly, (laughs) since it came out. Because it was so unwatchably bad. Yeah, um... So, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, like Gary said, Mr. Freeze has a bunch of goons, and uh, despite having too many men on the ice, his his goon squad, Batman and Robin, were were shorthanded, and they tried to save a huge diamond from Mr. Freeze's clutches. Uh, I think the diamond had something to do with with powering Mr. Freeze's suit. Uh, and, yes, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, like Gary said, an impromptu hockey game just broke out. <laughs> I have to assume the diamond was the puck, but it was yes, it bizarre. was. Yes, that's right. I also remember there being a dinosaur and someone sliding down it, shouting "Yabba Dabba Do." I didn't remember. The, I didn't remember the Yabba Dabba Do part, but that would have been cool. 
And uh, I, I am envious of Mr. Freeze because, as Gary and I have said, it, it, it being in our part of the world, that uh, we don't have the opportunity to skate on ice very much, with the exception of a couple of ice hockey rinks that there are in the tri-state, in the New York, Connecticut, New Jersey tri-state area. But that would be awesome if you just want to get some ice hockey going. You just take your gun out and, and shoot out some area and... and you have the boots that have skates in them, and away you go. All right, yeah, so so cons to being Mr. Freeze. Um, your wife is terminally ill and permanently frozen. You've suffered a horrible accident, which causes your flesh to basically uh, disintegrate at, at anything above freezing, which forces you to live your life in a suit, uh, basically a, a walking cryogenic tube, and you've lost any capability for empathy or emotion. But on the plus side, instant hockey game anytime you want. So, you know, I guess silver linings. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, so that that was, I think, um, inarguably an awful movie. Yeah, we're not even going to go into the rest of it, but I think Gary was brilliant just to bring out that one particular scene to sum it all up. Right. Well, well, it's it's the scene that has the most to do with hockey, and right. um, unfortunately, that's not the only bad hockey movie uh, or hockey-related movie that's been made. There there have been a number of them. Now, James, you have some strong feelings about the Mighty Ducks franchise, do you not? I do, and um, just to explain myself, at the time when those movies came out, I wasn't much of a Disney fan, and I didn't. I just couldn't stand the name i thought mighty ducks was just so dumb in, in my teenage brain and uh i kind of figured that it would just be a predictable corny movie and then they ended up having three of them i believe uh, out of the franchise so um, at least then, yeah i only know yeah. of three of them but that doesn't mean there weren't more direct video so like i said at the time i was a bit more cynical and 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 a non-believer in, in the in the mighty ducks franchise so uh I'm not looking to offend anybody out there just saying that's how it was and and my apologies for people that love the movie and if it did do its purpose of promoting the sport of hockey especially with the ducks actually joining the nhl i was gonna say uh, it, it spawned three movies a cartoon and an actual nhl franchise so yeah, not not so bad for itself. No, not at all. So mission accomplished, and I I, I tip my cap on on that aspect. James, so, James, yeah. James, I respect what you're saying. I respect your feelings about the Mighty Ducks, but I think you're forgetting one very important fact. What's that? Ducks fly together, James. I see. <laughs> quack, 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 quack. You haven't seen the movie, so this is all flying right over your head. Phew. Literally, yeah. <laughs> hi, oh! Don't don't drop anything on my head, please. Just have a big old target right there going, but yeah. <laughs> so um, the but but yeah, the reason it's on our bad movie list. Listen, I have fond memories uh, as a child of watching the Mighty Ducks and uh, um, D two, the Mighty Ducks. I think that's what it was called. It, it was yes. Um, yes. And, you know, Emilio Estevez going from being a drunk guy who regrets his 
past that he he never really made good on and you know woulda coulda shoulda and brings together a ragtag group of street urchins to 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 play hockey and and win the big game and then in in d2 when they go to the basically the kids version of the olympics i don't remember what it was called basically like the world juniors or something and and they make it to the finals but they they can't they can't overcome until finally in the third period they take off their usa jerseys and they put on their mighty ducks jerseys and they come together and they win the game i know james is horrified as oh. a as a patriot i'm a little appalled too but yes. you have to understand the moment in the movie was very touching okay <clears throat> But yeah, and just for the record, I'm I'm going on the record as saying I'm anti Mighty Ducks. So uh, devote all your anger towards me. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, I don't. I don't want Gary taking the fall for that one. No, that's fine. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't know if I have ever seen D3, which was the third movie. I remember. I remember very well the first two, but I think by the time that came out, either it was direct to video. Or I had outgrown the franchise by that point, or more likely both. But it happened to be on TV a few weeks ago, and I caught a little bit of it. I caught, uh, it was fairly early in the movie. Apparently the premise of that film is that they've gotten scholarships to some prestigious prep school. So the Ducks are basically the hockey team for that school, and they have a coach who doesn't care about their duck history and only wants them to play rigidly a certain way. And they all, I don't know, I didn't watch the... I really didn't watch more than 20 minutes of the movie. But the 20, in the 20 minutes of the movie that I watched, they had their first hockey game as a team. And that's why this movie is on this list of bad hockey movies. James, I tell you, the depiction of hockey in this movie was appalling. I mean, I get it. It's a movie, and it's a movie that's supposed to appeal to kids. So there is going to be a certain amount of pratfalls and a, a certain amount of uh, silly improbable things that happen but honestly i could not enjoy it even as a movie because as somebody who watches hockey regularly i just sat back saying that's a trip that's a trip that's a hook there was one play that was a trip that was called a hook for some reason which minor thing but these ticky tack things annoy me that wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen that's not legal that defies physics that's ridiculous i i sat there and i said i was with my family at the time i said I turned to them and i said I, you know i i know this is mo- this movie is made for kids but even a child has to look at this and say that's patently ridiculous right it just it, it i i know i'm nitpicking but it bothers me when these things are so wildly wildly ridiculous and and they depict hockey so not just hockey you know any sport you watch a a sports movie and they do something patently stupid but uh i don't know it's 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 just it bothers me and maybe that's a little bugaboo of my own but there you have i'm gonna back you up on that especially like we said that it, it it was backed by disney and they were in cahoots with the NHL, obviously, so mm-hmm. they were trying to promote the sport, and and they launched a franchise, a pretty darn good franchise at that. Sure, sure. From it, but uh, yeah, when when you're especially if you're if you're geared towards children, and then they expect to watch an NHL game and see ridiculous things happen, and then it's just a strict game where there's offsides and and there's penalties and and periods and whatever. Maybe they would get disappointed, whereas the real game, which is a beautiful game and a great game, 
would might appear boring to them because it wasn't the Hollywood crazy ridiculous nonsense that went on so that could be a double-edged sword that's all i'm saying there was one point during this game in in the movie where somebody took a slap shot and the not the goalie the defenseman standing in front of the net tried to glove it with uh, his his glove his hand yeah. uh-huh. and the shot hit with such force that oh. he he caught it in his hand, but it caused him to spin around and around and around and pirouette until finally he inadvertently threw it into the net. <laughs> okay, that sums it up for me. That's uh, that that that's that's a trashy movie. Just don't watch that. Oh my god! I haven't seen the end. I don't know how the big final climactic game goes because you know there must be one. How do you top that? I mean, uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it was it was no miracle. But uh, yeah, right. yeah, so it, they it, after two, the team, the Ducks team that was not the Ducks, were up nine nothing, and they wound up tying nine nine after after three. Oh, because because as the coach says, you have to play defense. I don't care how many goals you score, but I want to have a shutout. You have to play defense at all times. Uh, okay. Good advice there, guy. I'm sure there's somebody, maybe even somebody listening to this very podcast that has fond, warm memories of that movie. In fact, I know uh, in my wife's family that there is uh, kind of a, a running joke, uh, something that there's a player in this, the movie franchise named Conway. And uh, he's uh, apparently he's a forward by by trade, but the coach has inexplicably decided to make him a defenseman, and so he's he's kind of teaching him how to uh, how to play defense, and he he calls out to him at one point, make him make a move, Conway. So um, that that's become a running joke in the family. But the reason I bring that up is I'm I'm sure there are some people, possibly even people listening to this very podcast, for whom this movie is beloved. And uh, for whom the things that we, me specifically, are saying are, are sacrilege of the highest order. If you feel that way, contact us at hitthedeck at gmail.com and let us know how wrong you are. Uh, how wrong we are. You don't have to let us know how wrong you are. Actually, if you I like think... the movie, we already know. But, ooh, burn! <laughs> Nicely oh! done. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a hitting my mask it's a, sound effect doesn't really carry over but. uh yeah so for for my uh <laughs> um for me besides the mighty ducks franchise <laughs> there was a movie called Slapshot 2 which went straight to video and mm-hmm. apparently there's even a Slapshot 3 i'm sure every hockey fan out there especially our age hopefully younger too knows the great movie Slapshot. Sure. Which came out in nineteen, yeah, nineteen seventy-seven, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. But uh, for some reason or another, and I think it was maybe, maybe on the heels of the Mighty Ducks franchise, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think it was like maybe mid nineties, late nineties, that they decided to do a sequel to Slapshot, <laughs> which was really not necessary, and it went say. straight to video. <laughs> So the only reason why I know about it is that at uh, at the time, my brother worked for Columbia House, which was a company that, um, before Amazon and everything like that, they dealt with CDs and, and, and sure. videotapes and, and, um, and things. And you would subscribe to it, and it was like a magazine or a subscription, except you would just get new 
videos or, or, or CDs and things like that and collections and whatnot. Right. They sent out a catalog and you could send away for however many. I, I think like the first time you sent out, it was like an, a 10 cents a, a CD or something. And then, you know, subsequently they charge you full price. I don't, I don't exactly remember how it worked, but that was, I think it was something along those lines. Yeah. So inevitably working for the company, my brother would get his hands on some leftovers or, or things that maybe they wanted to forget. Ooh, so as a goof, leavings. yeah, as a goofy, because we're big hockey fans, he brought home Slapshot 2, which neither one of us knew existed. So it was a VHS and I, we, we tried watching it. Um, I'm sorry, it was a what? A, a, a tape, a videotape. A, if you're a, such a, a video. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a predecessor. Like of, scotch tape? Um, uh, I guess. I mean, it was it was dark Duct tape, and yeah, it, it kind of had the consistency of, of scotch tape, and it was on in a big plastic container with a couple of rolls, and you'd put it in, <laughs> in something called a VCR, and the heck play. you say, yeah, and uh, it was really quite crude, but it's what we knew and what we loved, and we enjoyed it. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we watched that tape, and uh, again, yeah, I don't know how long we lasted either. We we even fast forwarded and whatever but it was just it was unwatchable so <laughs> that that goes on the list as one of the worst hockey movies ever i didn't even know about three until this afternoon so anything stand out particularly bad about Slapshot two um i'm trying to remember the plot because in the original Slapshot they tied up everything just nicely there was again everything came to a conclusion we knew what was going to happen from the future and it was all well and good then with the straight-to-tape uh, version, somehow the franchise came back, and I think they were back in Charlestown. Or, I don't know. Uh, the only thing was the Hanson brothers were back, and, and the real Hanson brothers, not those wusses that played lousy music in the early 2000s or whatnot. Mm-bop. Yeah, right. Mm-bop. That was them, right? I actually knew yeah. very little about the Hanson brothers. Right. Uh, but the, the real Hanson brothers, the hockey players... Um, Number 16, 17, and 18, I believe, uh, <laughs> for, the, for the Chiefs. But um, You don't say. Yeah, they, they were. <laughs> I, I can't even recall the hockey scenes or, or uh, whatever. It was just, it was, it was bad. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, my honorable mention, though, in terms of bad hockey movies. Yes. Is a movie called MVP Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, that. He was like uh I remember the cover of that movie. Like he was in a hockey uniform with the the helmet, and he he like uh, a stick, and he had like a he was blowing a big bubblegum bubble, right? Big pink. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Yes, yes. I re- I remember pointless minutia. <laughs> hey, it helps out here. Yeah. So, all right, I I love hockey, and mm-hmm. and I think chimpanzees are extremely entertaining when they're in the Hollywood scene and not attacking people. Um, so logically, you figure a hockey-playing chimp would be the best hockey movie ever, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, unfortunately, I've yet to see the movie, and it came out about 16 years ago. So I've seen a couple of clips, and they look kind of funny. I, I, I mean, a, a hockey-playing chimp, I mean, how is that? That That's just, that's comedy gold, right? Yeah, so, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, Schrodinger's cat or whatever. You, you can, uh... You know, until you see it, it's it's simultaneously the the best and the worst movie of all time. So it, uh, as long as you don't watch it, it it's still partly incredible. 
yeah so anybody out there that has seen it please let me know <laughs> and um i'll definitely do a uh a youtube search for it but in in terms of what gary was saying before about the mighty ducks three a hockey playing chimp is just really it's 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 unbelievable maybe i'm just jealous too that he was a much better hockey player than i ever will be so <laughs> <laughs> i'll just throw that out there <laughs> And, and that's, that's that's it. That's it for me for the for Hollywood really being going into the penalty box in terms of horrible hockey movies. Yeah. Well, if if you have a particularly bad hockey movie that uh, you'd like to pass on to us that we missed, please by all means let us know on hitthedeck at gmail dot com or on Twitter at hitthedeckpod or even swing by our Facebook page at hitthedeck on Facebook and uh, we would love to talk about it and. Uh, by the same token, uh, we, I guess we'll give you a little preview of next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about good hockey movies. So if you have a good hockey movie that you want to make sure we talk about next week, hit us up and hit the deck. Nicely done, Gary. Yeah, I, that, definitely. So we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and if you would love to participate in the show, you're more than welcome to do so. So thank you Please. very much for listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd like to get a few more opinions out there Last besides our own. In the podcast. Okay, fantastic. So that, that kind of flew. All right, well, thank you again for listening. As always, we appreciate it very, very much. Um, we would like to thank Anthony Sejaci for music that we use in the podcast. We'd like to thank the LIQ for their, um, their love. Uh, and and their sounds that they've also contributed. Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Please, you, the listener, hit us up, as we just mentioned. Uh, hit the deck at gmail.com, at hit the deck pod on Twitter, at hit the deck on Facebook and Instagram. And um, before I forget, I wanna, we mentioned the Rose Charities Tournament a couple weeks ago. That is now live. So check out our Facebook page, and there will be a link there where you can go to find out more details. James, any parting thoughts? Just thanks for listening out there. And uh, if you listened to this podcast before, I hope you have a very happy Easter weekend. And if you listen to the podcast after, I hope you had a very happy Easter weekend. Unless you're Greek, in which case, have a happy eventual Easter. That's right. Yeah, I think it's like a month after the, the- the Christian kind I think of it varies some weeks it's uh, some years it's a week after sometimes it's a month after it's uh, I don't know anyway you pick me up again as you always do thank you sir <laughs> all right I'm bye gonna, everybody I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on a high note finally please remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy <laughs> thanks everybody I probably should be drinking heavily <laughs>